0: Happy New Year.
1: On August 24th, Dorothy's 26-year-old son, Larry Dickens, was visiting them. Larry was the father of a three-year-old daughter. He had served in the Marines, and he also worked as a youth counselor. That afternoon, Donna was at cheerleading practice. Larry was in the backyard mowing the lawn, and Dorothy was in the kitchen. Dorothy looked out the window and noticed about half a dozen children playing at the intersection near their home. A man in a pickup truck pulled up and parked his vehicle across the road from their house. Then she saw the man get out of the truck. He was naked from the waist down. Dorothy immediately called the police. As she was making the call, Larry came into the kitchen. Dorothy told her son what was happening. So Larry went outside and went to the man's truck. The man's keys were still in the ignition, so Larry grabbed them. The man saw what Larry did, and he went back to his truck. As the man was putting on his jeans, he demanded his keys back. Larry and the man argued, and then the man pulled out a small handgun. Here is a quick word from our sponsor.
0: We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show.
1: Dorothy watched from the kitchen as the man demanded his keys back. Larry refused to give them over and then the man shot him four times. Badly hurt, Larry made his way back to the garage and his mother went out there. The man was shouting that he wanted his keys back, and he wasn't leaving until he got them. Dorothy got the keys from Larry and handed them over to the man. Dorothy begged the man not to shoot her son again. He ignored her pleas. As she held him, the man shot Larry in the head. The man then left the garage and walked back to his truck. Despite being shot five times, Larry got up and followed the man, trying to stop him. Uh. But he collapsed in the driveway. Dorothy ran back to the kitchen. She had left the phone off the hook, and the 911 operator was still on the line. They told her that the officers and the paramedics were en route. Then she saw the man get a high-powered rifle from his truck. Around the same time, Dorothy's daughter and Larry's sister, 17-year-old Donna, pulled up to the house. She saw the man cross the road, fire his rifle at something on the driveway, and then walk back across the road to his truck. But she did not see what he shot. Donna decided to block his truck from driving forward. In the process, she got a good look at the man. The man put his truck in reverse and made his getaway. That's when Donna realized that the man had shot her brother at point-blank range in the head. He had been shot twice in the head, in both elbows, in the right thigh and in the back. Surrounded by his mother and sister, 26-year-old Larry Dickens died on his mother's driveway. The police arrived in the area minutes later and they spotted the truck. The man led them on a high-speed chase. When he finally came to a stop in a cul-de-sac, he aimed his rifle at one of the officers. But the rifle jammed. The man was subsequently arrested. He was brought back to the scene of the shooting. The officers asked Dorothy and Donna to come to their vehicle to see if they had the right man in custody. Dorothy said she was too shaken up and she couldn't look at him, so Donna went with the officers. When she saw the man in the backseat of the police cruiser, the officers had to hold her back because she wanted to physically attack him. The police identified the man as 39-year-old Edward Harold Bell. Bell lived in Crystal Beach, Texas. He was a boat operator who docked his three boats in Galveston, Texas. He had previously worked as a diesel mechanic, construction worker, and pharmaceutical salesman. He had a degree in physical education from Texas A&M. He also had a disturbing criminal history. Between 1966 and 1978, Bell was stopped by the police over a dozen times. He would drive around looking for young girls. He would then flash them and masturbate in front of them. Most girls he exposed himself to were between the ages of 11 and 16. Amazingly, Bell was never prosecuted for any of these crimes. Instead, he would be sent for psychiatric help. In 1974, Bell was arrested for raping a patient at a psychiatric hospital, but the charges were subsequently dropped. The day after Edward Bell was arrested for Larry Dickens' murder, there was a bond hearing. He had been charged with murder and four counts of indecency with a child. Amazingly, Bell was released after paying a $40,000 bond. People were completely outraged. The murder that was committed in broad daylight in front of the victim's mother as she begged for his life shocked the citizens of Pasadena. Larry's only crime was trying to ensure that Bell didn't run from the police after exposing himself to a group of children. After the cold-blooded murder, Bell did run, and when he was cornered, he aimed his gun at an officer who was pursuing him, and he might have shot him had his rifle not jammed. The citizens of Pasadena wanted to know why that man was allowed to be free on bail. There was another bond hearing in September 1973, and Bell's bond was raised to $125,000. Once again, Bell paid the bond. Bell's trial for murder was supposed to start on January 8, 1979. But he didn't show up for his trial. After a second bond hearing, he liquidated his assets and he fled the area. He then became a wanted fugitive. Six years later, in January 1985, Crime Stoppers and the Department of Public Safety started the Texas Most Wanted program. The first fugitive they featured was Edward Harold Bell. Unfortunately, this did not generate any more leads, and seven years went by, and still no trace of Bell was found. Then, someone with the district attorney's office contacted the producers of the television show Unsolved Mysteries, and asked them to do a segment about Edward Bell. They agreed, and they recorded a segment featuring the murder of Larry Dickens. Cast in the role of Larry was Matthew McConaughey in his first television role. The episode aired on December 2, 1992. After the broadcast, the show's hotline received 1,200 tips. Two of them were very promising. One caller said he had recently gone to Panama City, Panama for a business deal. The man he dealt with looked exactly like Edward Bell. The second tip came from someone who said that Bell had been living in Panama City for 10 years. The person then sent photos of the man that they believed was Bell. The tipster said that Bell had been prospecting gold on property he owned. In February 1993, 54-year-old Edward Harold Bell was arrested and extradited to Texas. After fleeing Texas, Bell assumed the identity of his dead cousin, Cecil Boyd, but he asked people to call him Wally. He lived in mostly coastal towns in Mexico and Central America on a sailboat. For income, he led dive trips. He finally ended up in Panama City,
0: It's Nasty Boy CC, the truest story never told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show.
1: Edward Harold Bell went to trial for the murder of Larry Dickens in June 1993. The defense lawyer made the odd choice of blaming the victim. He said that had Larry Dickens not gone involved, he would still be alive. Bell testified on his own behalf, and he said that Larry punched him and burst his eardrum. Bell claimed he only wanted to stop Larry and did not want to kill him. He claimed he was afraid for his own life. Larry's mother and sister testified and they said that Larry didn't punch Bell. The arresting officer testified, and he said that Bell had no marks on him that indicated that Larry had been violent with him. Edward Bell was found guilty, and he was sentenced to 70 years in prison. So with Larry Dickens' murder officially being closed, we would typically end the podcast episode. But Bell's arrest and incarceration only led to a deeper mystery, or... Possibly the resolution of nearly a dozen other mysteries. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.
0: We have a great show today. But first, take a second to make sure you've subscribed to our show wherever you're listening to podcasts. It's the best way to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes.